Hello, everyone, and welcome to RightFit uh, webinar. We are here today, and uh, you know, along with uh, one of our special guests, Elena, and she is engaged in skill trainer. Uh, she is talent acquisition and development specialist, uh, credited with uh, you know many operations of education and international expertise to design and deliver program for diverse audiences. So she's here with us today to discuss on a very interesting topic, uh, how to hire on, you know, skill-based uh, talent acquisition, how to do that. Because it is uh, really uh, becoming very tricky nowadays, uh, this talent crunch and then, you know, layoffs, so many things going on, everything is so dynamic. So we definitely need to sit together and, you know, brainstorm and find uh, ideas and solution to this kind of issues. And because of that only, we came up with uh, this uh, podcast and, you know, the webinar sessions, uh, which is called Future of Work with Manjeet. And this is my fifth episode and with my special guest, Elena. So I would uh, invite her to, uh, you know, introduce herself and also discuss about the topic. Hello and welcome, Elena. Thank you. Thanks. Good to be here. And I'm always such a fan of these topics because it just comes down to us sharing best practices and like, you know, collectively trying to figure out what is going on and what we can do better as, you know, talent acquisition and development specialist. So as we go through this session, you know, I definitely encourage people to kind of drop your thoughts, your, your experiences. I mean, we're all going to learn from each other. And then even if you're listening to this recording afterwards make sure you put in comments your questions and again some things that might be working for you so i'm here to suggest some of the things from my experiences and kind of the companies that i work with um, but um, i always encourage to to have other people contribute as well so um uh, you've already done a, quite a beautiful beautiful introduction but i guess just for context purposes um I, i've been in this field for over 12 years um i've been working in different organizations institutions around the the world done this globally um, for me, it was a passion that turned into a career and then a business. So I truly live and breathe talent day wow. in, day out. Um, uh, and uh, uh, something to keep in mind is that a lot of my experience comes from tech companies. So working with um, tech companies. So a lot of the things I'm going to be probably, you know, I'm a little bit biased in that way. So a lot of my experience is going to come from, from that side. But I think that, again, generally speaking, the challenges we have in talent is very similar in different industries. So it's not just about the tech industry. Um, so, but just keep that in mind as, as we're kind of going through this. Um, so, you know, when we, when Munch and I discussed doing this session, right. we said, there's just so much that we can cover when it comes to how do we, you know, do skills-based talent acquisition, right? And so, and I wanted to kind of break it into two separate categories. So one is the talent acquisition, but then also the other part is the talent development. So it's not just about how do we bring that talent on board, but then, especially if we're talking about, you know, skill-based, but then also how do we actually make sure that talent is developing with us? And I feel like there's just no separation. So so that's kind of the direction we're going to go for. But I'm just curious to hear from people, um, you know, if you guys can just drop in the chat um, as I'm kind of going into the topic, what are some of the biggest challenges you have right now as talent acquisition specialists? So maybe just drop it in the chat. I'll give you guys a few seconds. What are the biggest challenges you have as our talent development, whichever yes, role you're in right now? As Elena is asking, if any of well, any one of you have any questions which you would like to answer, then please uh, write it in the chat box. 
and we can you know get back to you and answer on that as well. Absolutely, yeah. I just I'd be curious to to hear, but I, I think maybe just also just while you guys drop the, your questions, um, you know, the reality is um, that in this past, just in the past like year or two, um, uh, uh, companies such as LinkedIn and, and different other ones that do reports in terms of what kind of jobs are available, what are the skill sets needed, right? So there's been um, an increase by forty percent in terms of jobs that are focused more on soft skills, focused more on behavioral um, uh, skills of individuals versus like, this is the certification you have to have. This is the education you have to have. And we know that a lot of companies now, especially tech companies, again, are not even looking for those bachelor's degrees or even master's degrees. A lot of them are saying, can you do the actual job? Like, can we, can you actually do the job? And so that's a big shift that we've seen because before traditionally, and unfortunately some companies still do that, is we focus so much on the history of that person, right? We focus on where that person has been, what have they done, what do they actually know how to do versus looking at how can we help them take these skills and transform them into what they need for, for that particular company, right? And it's not just about the hard skills, it's now becoming more and more, of course, about the soft skills or power skills as we now refer them to. And this has been a significant shift in just acquisition in general, because before it used to, you know, we don't even pay attention to soft skill. We don't pay attention to potential. We don't pay attention to that much to growth mindset. We don't pay attention that much to problem solving. Can this person actually develop the skills? Do they have what it takes? We focus more on like, what did they do versus what can they do if given the support and the resources available? So that's just to, 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 I mean, just to bring that uh, up front because that's been a change. Um, and it, again, it's, it's just very much um, changing. And on top of that, another change that has happened that we need to keep in mind is generational. So, and this is what I see companies struggle, and I'm sure may, many of you can relate, is that generally generational changes. So Gen Z's now um, coming in are very different from any other previous generation. What does that mean for us as talent acquisition? Meaning that what we used to sell as something that might attract the candidate is no longer the same. And one of the top, like if you look at any report in terms of what is the future generation want from their work, salary is still pretty good. Like it's still up there, right? But some of the things that we didn't really see before previous generations is opportunities to continue to develop my skills, opportunities to diversify my skills, um, have some purpose and meaning to the job that I do. So, and that has been a change as well in talent acquisition. So we look at, you know, just the demands of the workplace in terms of what's needed, um, right? With technology coming out and, and people's ability to actually learn the skills. So the soft skills that are that are kind of um, uh, need to be part of that and calculated. On top of that, we have generational changes. And then the third part that's also been a change that we need to be mindful of is that the career paths are very different these days. So gone are the days where people stay in one job. So what again, what does that mean to us as talent acquisition? Meaning that the reality is, especially if we're recruiting young talent, that people are going to stay in that role for two, three, four years. And the likelihood is they're going to move on. Unless in your company, you have something like talent mobility and where they can actually move to different departments. But we'll touch base on that in the second part about talent development. But as talent acquisition, that becomes very difficult because you're just having to continuously recruit talent. It's not a it's not a one time thing. You're just on a continuous um, uh, recruitment uh, cycle. And now with everything that's happening, 
it's uh, it's becoming even more kind of challenging for talent like was i think right now recruiters probably have some of the hardest jobs uh right now in in the company so anyway so i think all these things are kind of important for us to to understand and um and somebody also said relocation challenges morally so i'm curious if you could tell me a little bit more what do you mean by that and then i'll come back to you so if you can just type out what do you mean by that is it remote work? Is it relocating physically somebody? I think, um, I think, Elena, what he means is, you know, relocation challenges. When you hire a candidate, you might be finding a right candidate, you know, who is having the proper skills and, you know, the salary is also matching, culturally fit, everything is fine. But the candidate might not be available in that same location. So it could mm-hmm. be very challenging for, uh, you know, the organization to offer him something extraordinary so that he can move, uh, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, Murali, but I think mm-hmm. this is what you meant. So, you know, relocation could be a challenge because uh, here in this uh, today's topic, we are talking about skill-based hiring, you know, how to have the skill-based um, uh, talent acquisition. So what happens is skill-based when we say it is mostly tech jobs, right? So tech jobs, when you find the right skills, finding it them, uh, finding them in the right location plays a very, very important role. So what do you think and how we can handle this kind of challenges? Yeah, so so excellent point. And um, just something to think about though. So when we, every company is going to decide, define their own skills in terms of what they mean, right? Like what they need. So there are some, so for example, when we talk about skill-based uh, acquisition do we talk do we only look at the hard skills they have to offer or do we also look for um somebody let's say I, I don't know let's say somebody who can do technology a and we need them to do technology b and looking at what is the potential maybe they don't have the technology um uh, a but maybe because it's close enough we're able to kind of transform them to actually be able to use the tech in this case you're not only looking for the background of maybe technology experience but you're looking also can they learn are they willing to change are they willing to learn do they have have the mindset to be able to make the change can they can they do problem solving so you're looking at other skill sets that you can potentially use because then that opens up the market for you and tech companies what's what's uh, what's happening right now is that we look for some somebody who's very very specific and that creates a huge competition in the market right so if somebody who has very specific set of skills and a particular technology whatever your companies use if you're struggling to find talent, then maybe look at what else can you add to the job description that not doesn't necessarily relate to the tech skill and, and of that particular technology, but is it possible for this person to learn that skill? And could you could that open up a market for you? So when we're talking about um, uh, you know, skill-based acquisition, it's not, it's part of it is tech skills and it's important to have those like the computer skills you need um, in order to do software development, whatever it is. But also, do they have the potential? Do they have the potential? Can you train them? Especially if we're talking about young talent, can you actually invest in training the young talent? Because that will open up your market. If you're talking about experienced hires, it might be a little bit trickier. So experienced hires and senior people, yes, I I mean, we we do want them to have specific um, experience. Uh, 
But if you're talking about young talent, I highly recommend looking at not just sticking within that particular technology and industry, but look at other industries and other tech that is similar where they can actually tra- you know, transition those skill set because that will open up a whole, um, a whole um, other kind of uh, area for you for recruitment, right? And I think that's, that's, you know, I think we need to get out of that tunnel vision of like, this is what we're looking for, very specific to say, okay, if we can't find this here, what else can we do? What other talent can we look at? And what other skills they need to have in order for them to be successful in what we need them to do? Right. And this is where you this is, of course, where you, you you're not only working as talent acquisition, but you're as you already many of you probably are working with the leadership, working with the learning and development professionals in your companies, working with, um, I don't know, uh, uh, um, uh, business units, heads, whoever you're hiring for. So it should be a collective effort to sit down and say, what do we want this person to actually do? What do they do day to day? Not only looking at their. Uh, tech skills and their background and education, but looking at the potential of that person, right? Looking at, can they be trained in that particular skill? Um, And again, you know, maybe I'm just biased in this way, but this is becoming more and more important because tech talent in particular is becoming harder and harder. Good tech, good tech talent is becoming harder to find. So how can you create that talent? That's, that's what I'm kind of um, trying to get at. Um, So does that, does that, mm -hmm? So basically what you're trying to tell is basically widen the horizon of your search. Do not specifically look for a particular skill set, but you see the insight of the candidate. I would refer, uh, you know, here our uh, HCM tool, uh, rightfit.ai. Here we have developed, uh, you know, a system where you see the candidate match how you know, the candidate's potential is not just showing you the kind of skills that person has, but the kind of attitude he has or the kind of insights it will provide you so that you can understand the potential of the candidate and so that you can, you know, go for those particular uh, candidates and you can get your hiring in place. I think that is a very good, uh, you know, way of uh, doing that once you know insights about it. Because if we just do the keyword uh, search analysis, then we won't be able to land the right candidate. And that is what I I believe you are also saying, uh, you know, and guiding us to the same direction, right? Like the the talent, what we are looking for, we need to see the potential of the candidate, the uh, attitude of the candidate, uh, how he is basically personally, and how he fits to your organization rather than just picking him based on some skill set, right? Yes, exactly. Exactly. So that's that's exactly what I'm trying to get at. And I think that when, you know, with the assessments that we have today, we're able to analyze a candidate beyond just what's on a piece of paper. And frankly speaking, we all know that candidates can put anything they want on that resume. And when they come on board, it's a completely different story, which is why, again, I'm curious also, you guys can please, if you don't mind, just drop me kind of what are your recruitment practices in terms of how do you, you know, do you have like several gates that the candidate has to go through? Like, how, what is your recruitment process like? I assume it's going to be different for everybody. I can tell you from technical companies experience, typically 
typically there's three gates, right? Um, and th that works quite well. So first, of course, you have your regular screen call. Maybe there's some kind of behavioral analysis. Maybe it's some kind of pre-assessment that they need to do, right? Now there's a lot of cool AI things that are happening. Something like, I mean, what you guys are doing at RightFit, yes. as well as, uh, you know, other companies where you can send somebody a, an assessment that evaluates how they do their body language, how they're speaking, how they're using their gestures, and it evaluates them. It basically uh, tells you if they're going to be good in a particular role based on not only the answers to the questions that they give that are mainly uh, soft skills driven, but also by the way they interact. This exactly. is really good for like sales, uh, sales um, jobs. So, and it's, it's literally, they just talk to a screen, it evaluates them and it's, it's, it's quite accurate at the end of the day. Um, so like these sort of things are important, but even more important in uh, making sure that your talent acquisition teams know how to recognize talent. And I feel like there's a lot of people that are kind of put into position of talent acquisition or HR that never really had the background or the training to be in that particular role. And when they transitioned, there wasn't um, a, a support and resource for them available to be able to spot talent. And that's a skill on its own, to be able to look at somebody, have a conversation with them, ask the right questions, you know, kind of, uh, uh, um, you know, uh, pose the right questions and, and, and do this little assessment of an individual, that's a skill in itself. So also looking at how we as talent acquisition uh, professionals can be better at identifying talent and how do we ask better questions? How do we ask behavior-based questions, right? Not just looking at what that person has done. Because again, if you don't have any problems with talent acquisition, don't listen to anything I say. Like if you're, if you're, you got a good pipeline coming in, beautiful, you know, share with us what you're doing right. But if you are in a position where you're like, I'm struggling to find talent, struggling to find the good talent, then maybe, maybe open up the, the gate to potentially look at talent that might not have the specific experience, but similar enough to where if you spend a month or two, maybe training them, if that's possible, um, and, 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 and go on that route. Because the reality is a lot of companies are going to have no choice but to do that. That's the reality. Um, so anyway, but let me just finish up on the gate. So typical tech companies have three gates. Gate one would be that screen call, the behavioral analysis, maybe a culture fit. Gate two is going to go into technical screening. So this is where can they do the job, right? And this is where not necessarily can they do a job in a particular technology, right? Again, this varies across companies. But can they problem solve? Can they troubleshoot? Can, can they walk you through their thinking process? So they might not give you specific answers based on the tag that you want them to use, but maybe identifying their thinking process is going to give you an indication like it's the same thing with this technology, but he's just, he or she is just talking about a different tech. So do you get what I mean? So understanding, um, having, uh, getting them to talk to you, how would they solve a technical problem? How would they approach it? Sometimes that's more valuable than them actually kind of solving it in front of you um, because it, it taps into their mindset. It taps into their thinking process. And then, and then of course, uh, uh, that part, depending on who does technical for you, you can also have team members that are evaluating this person for culture fit, right? Um, talking more about projects and exactly what they're going to be doing on a project, et cetera. So it gives, it gives different touch points across different um, uh, individuals in the company that's, you know, that, that's doing the recruitment that the candidate can have insights on and vice versa. The, the, the team of the company that's being, that's hiring him or her are going to have insights on this person. And then, and then towards the third one, which is then maybe meeting with a hiring manager or whatever works, um, 
by that time you have collective feedback from everybody from your recruiter from your technical people that have done the technical uh, um, interview and other team members to collectively decide would this person be a good fit right um, versus just kind of going the traditional way which is just based on skills and just can they do this or not and moving on because you could be missing out on really good talent because you didn't give them a chance to um, to you know have that opportunity i think uh, elena coming back to you know this particular uh, thing i would suggest like you know if you have the right tool in place like uh, our company have uh, built a hcm tool which is very conclusive and it solves all the problems which you just mentioned the one which you mentioned you know the recruiters doesn't have the ability to judge or you know finalize like which candidate will be good fit for them the correct screening process because they are not that tech savvy all recruiters they are not developers they are recruiters so we need to we need to accept that okay so there is a tool which will help them finalize and get the right candidate with the right scores and along with the insights okay it will show you uh, whether this candidate is culturally fit for your organization or not and believe it or not we have also added ai interview assessment feature where the video interview will be done and the tool can guide you and show you you know how the person is based on the answers they have given not only based on the answers but also with their body language and the words they have used so it will take the hiring process to a next level because, because it will save a lot of time right uh, one the interview once uh, you know how many layers of interviews are done for any positions i think at least three three times the candidates get interviewed behavioral sometimes tech and then the last round final round with the hr manager or the hiring manager right so these things we can uh, you know uh, we can remove that completely because once the ai based interview is done anybody in the organization can go through it they can get the re- report assessment and they can decide okay this candidate is the 90% match this candidate has the skills Uh, you know culturally fit for our organization and this is what his assessment says about his behaviors you know so mm-hmm. we can definitely go ahead and finalize this candidate in one interview itself right without doing further ado so i think those kind of tools are the need of the hour which will optimize the work of the recruiters without giving it them the additional work of going and screening and learning a lot of things right learning is always good but i would say when you have 10 positions to fill you do not have time to learn right so these kind yeah. of tools can uh, rightfit.ai can definitely solve these kind of problems and fill the gap and you can you know get the candidate uh, over your fingertips so um mm. and what you said uh, i think we can uh, you know come back to that again like uh, what you heard from other founders or you know other organizations about their talent issues like anything you would like to share uh, elena sure um yeah so i mean and you absolutely right i think that the you know just to pick up on what you said that using technology that's available for screening and kind of removing that 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 stuff from recruiters is valuable as long as there's a very clear criteria of what you want that that candidate to have so when yes. we're using in, uh, tools they have to be very specific and i think this is where sometimes we also need to be better at using technology right which is again helpful to have companies that can do that for you is to do we set the right criteria 
criteria? Is it giving us the maximum possible, you know, percentage of success in terms of what do we want this person to, to look like for us? So I think just, again, like understanding the, the different skills and what we look for is important when we use tech. Um, but yeah, so, uh, uh, so we kind of talked about how it's shifted in the talent acquisition. I think it's going to become more and more challenging. I think it's going to be more and more important to be in talent acquisition. I think yes. that it's great for career progression for, for many people. But also, in addition to that, it's not just about bringing on talent. I think another thing that companies struggle with the most that I speak with is how do we then retain talent and how do we make sure that they don't become irrelevant with us? So because companies are changing so fast and needs are changing, companies have to adapt new tools, especially in tech, new new requirements come out all the time. Um, New opportunities to tackle specific markets come out all the time. With that, you need to have the uh, talent base that's going to be able to adjust to that. So something, uh, uh, something that I've learned actually from John Sene, who is a futurist, and he gives a brilliant example. And I highly recommend you, you send this back to your senior leadership at your organization. Have a team that focused on the future. So it's like future team. Future team, it's purely all they do in your organization is, uh, you know, however many people from different departments, is all their job is to plan what is talent, what are business cases going to look like two, three years from now in our industry. We don't have to, we don't spend a lot of time as companies being proactive to what's coming in the business. We are reacting. And what happens when we're reacting? We're then, we're then uh, scrambling to find the right talent. We're then throwing sure. millions of dollars on talent development without actual strategy in mind. So we're just throwing money at problems versus being proactive. And the way you become proactive is you d- dedicate a team or maybe a committee that meets once a, once a month or once a quarter, whatever, whatever works in your case. Ideally, a team who's a sole priority is just to understand what's going to happen in your industry, what are potential future markets to go into. Not people that are currently doing your business development and sales, but somebody who's focused on the future. Because right now we have a lot of people that are current business development and sales, and they're supposed to figure out what's going on, what's coming. And it's not sustainable because there's just, there's not enough time. So having a separate team that really strategizes, what does it look like? And then what does it look like for talent? And then creating a plan of what skills are going to be needed, who needs to have those skills, evaluating your current talent, looking at where you can potentially fit people. And furthermore, understanding where those people are interested in growing. Because if you're not aligning individual goals with organizational goals, you're going to lose talent. Because yes. I mean, especially in, in tech, especially if we're talking about tech again, I'm, I'm sorry if this is not relevant no, no, to some of you. That, but... is, that is relevant because, you know, okay. technology skills, when we talk about it is mostly, you know, technology, blue collar jobs, you know, those kind of skills can be learned. But uh, when we talk about skills, it is purely technical. Yes. So you are going absolutely right. Okay, great. Yeah. And, and I mean, and technical skills can be learned as well. There's a lot of companies that True. are making a lot of money right now who are all they do is they literally just get students that are young, they graduate, or people who are looking for a career change, they put them through eight-week programs to learn Java, to learn Python, to learn Appian, to learn whatever tool, and then they disperse them to companies. So they provide, basically, they're like providing a product for tech companies. So so people can learn the skills, but instead of outsourcing this to an external company, you can do this internally with your team members. If there's, you know, again, if there's a strategy and if they're the right person in place to do that, if you don't have the resources, if you don't have a learning and development team, then of course you can look at outsourcing. But I can tell you right now, if there's not a 
uh, clear career progression, clear career growth, uh, opportunities to be continuously learning new skills, uh, hard skills and soft skills for individuals, you're going to, you're not going to sustain talent. That's the reality. And, you know, long term, because the generations coming in want something different. They don't have this, they don't have the patience to be with a company who doesn't invest in them, nor, nor I mean, frankly speaking, should they, right? So, Young talent is going to want that investment in themselves. And furthermore, with tech talent, they need soft skills investment even more than any other because they're very analytical. Traditionally speaking, a lot of techies are very introverted. Traditionally speaking, they're not necessarily people managers. And if you want to grow your business, if you want to grow your company, you have to enable this tech talent to be not only techies, which is brilliant, but also people managers. And that is a whole different ballgame. And if that's not in place in your organization, you're going to lose talent and then you go back to square one which is how do I get good talent and sometimes you're not going to get it you have to develop it and that's going to become more and more competitive so how do you develop it by hiring people for specific skill sets but not not uh, ignoring other skill sets that could potentially make them great candidates if you just invest a little bit of training into them right Um, so anyway so that's um, I'll pause here yeah absolutely I believe what you mentioned is Uh, is what we need you know when we talk about hiring it is not just uh, locating the right talent uh, based on the skills we are uh, you know concluding that we need to go for candidates who have the potential to grow with your organization who have the right mindset and who can grow uh, and you know uh, they have the similar goal as your organization does so i would also recommend uh, you know companies have the uh, right tools hcm tools in place uh, which is called human capital management if uh, somebody do not uh, know about it so i just uh, mentioning in detail human capital management is the human capital assets you know whoever you hire the employees who works for you and your organization so we with rightfit we have come up with this tool we have made it for the hiring purpose you can curate the job as you mentioned you know the job description should be also very well designed and very well written we should not write a to z everything in one job so that you know 10 people can do that job and you have written in one job description itself so that needs to be designed well which can be taken care by rightfit.ai and then you can find the right talent with the right fit scores which shows you with the talent insights how they are you can also do the video interview and see the assessment to remove the you know many stages of the interview and then comes the part employee engagement which will help you in you know retaining the talent which you have already hired so that whoever you are hiring they are not leaving your organization after getting trained so you need to have the employee engagement in place and we have uh, in right fit right engage module which will help you do that and the last one is measuring your organization's goal, which we have in right measure. So in one tool, your organization, we are you know, targeting small to medium-sized businesses because they are the ones who are growing massively, who have the need for people to come up and you know, grow with them. They have the mindset 
growth mindset basically and they want everything to do very very fast so i think uh, you know being said that i think with the right tool with the right understanding and with the human touch we can definitely change the way hiring is done and we can have the talent based acquisition not just skill based uh, you know talent acquisition and uh, elena i really thank you so much for joining me today it was a wonderful session and you have uh, shared your experiences that is really great i thank you so much and uh, you know have a good friday have a happy friday and a good weekend thank you guys thank you as well and uh, have a good weekend everyone feel free thank to you. reach out on linkedin if you guys want to connect Yes, I will be sharing the contact of uh, you know contact along with sure. the uh, video recording in all the social media as well as on LinkedIn. So please uh, do follow. If you have any questions or concerns, please do write to us so that we can get in touch with Elena and get the answers to you. And you know anything you want to know about you know more talent management uh, tools and all, you can get in touch with me and know more about us. All right, thank you then.